Men talking about women, this is our teaching on that, but it's also some guidance in healing prayer. It's some guidance in conversation. It's our sex CD, but what do you call it? You know, some guy gets delivered to his home, you know, healing for sexual brokenness or how to have great sex. And what do you put on the cover? So it's our white album. <laughs> and we just simply call it Men Talking About Women. Because we are, rather frankly and intimately. Welcome to the Ransom Heart Podcast. This is Chris Hack. I'm here with Morgan Snyder and Craig McConnell. And today you're going to be hearing an excerpt from Men Talking About Women, as John described. This is a session on the beauty and sexuality for men. Whoa, uh, sexuality? <laughs> get ready. Uh, this is a, actually a four-disc resource, and you're just going to hear a little bit of it. That's hope, a lot of sexuality. <laughs> but, but I hope you en- enjoy. Uh, Mine's five discs long. Yeah. Men Talking About Women. Again, this is a smaller piece of the larger Platinum Collection. Obviously, the session is about the beauty and um, want to explore our sexuality as men. The, the longing, the desire that God put in our hearts for a beauty and, and all the places that that can get tangled or missed or dismissed or just to walk with him through this. And you can't really approach the subject of beauty without first just two assumptions. The, the first assumption is that she was made for us. And we for her. It is not good that man be alone. And yes, there are seasons that we do walk alone. And there's often times of hardship, struggle, loneliness. All of that has been part of my journey. Okay. But the design that we're after is what they experienced in the garden when it was naked and unashamed. I mean, if we could get that back. If we could get... (laughs) the restoration, and you just can't explore, talk, pursue, go after the restoration of masculinity without talking about the beauty and the fact that, I mean, Eve removed from our side and there is this ache, there is this longing, wherever it might have gone, however distant it may feel, however obsessed we may be, you go back to the intentions of God Right? And the intentions are so rich and they're so good. It's worth fighting for. It's worth fighting to get that healed and restored and, and to get that back, however we may, in our lives as men. That's the first assumption. Not good for man to be alone. Naked and unashamed was the design. Remember, the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost including this in us and, and in our relationships with women. Second assumption is that you cannot, you cannot even think clearly about the whole topic while you are still looking to her for validation. It messes everything up. It, it will confuse your emotions and your desires It will cloud the issues for you. And so we have to remove from her things that we have given to her. 
or to woman generally or to our sexuality wherever we've taken it and mishandled it. The core validation that you need as a man cannot come from a feminine source. No woman can tell you who you are as a man. But she feels like she can, right? I, I mean, that's the, oh, man, because, whoa, you know, I mean, the, the reaction that, and something in you does well up, and you're like, golly, I feel something I don't feel anywhere else in the world. And so it can feel like validation, but it's not. And we all know it, right? Because if it worked, then why are you still looking for validation, right? If that could heal your wound, why are you still wounded? It doesn't work. It's a dry well in terms of validation and healing. Those things do not come from Eve. They don't. But the dilemma is, that when Adam fell, he chose Eve over God. I mean, there is a moment in the garden, right, where Eve has fallen and Adam is not. Isn't that wild? I mean, there's some moment where it says she took some and ate it, and then she gave some to her husband and he ate it. There's that moment, right, where he has a choice to intervene against the enemy. He doesn't. To rescue Eve, he doesn't. And then the last moment of choice is, do I look to God as my source of life? Or do I look to her and join her in this fall, right? In this deception. Adam chose Eve over God. He really did. And if you think that's an exaggeration, you just look at the worship that men give to the beauty of a woman, right? C.S. Lewis has this great analogy. It's not plates of food, right, that men sit and look at for hours on the internet. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's her. It's her. And uh, William Blake said that the naked woman's body is too much of eternity, for the eye of man to behold. In a world of war and disappointment and woundedness and futility and failure of all the options, she can look like the wellspring of life. She can look like the source of life itself. Beauty, ecstasy, comfort, mercy, love, validation. I mean, we just, men worship at this altar and it is not a good thing. It's not. I want to show you a film clip from the movie Groundhog Day. (laughs) That is an absolutely brilliant movie. If you haven't watched it, it's the book of Ecclesiastes where this man gets trapped in Groundhog Day, right? It's this cynical, pompous, resigned, self-absorbed weatherman who goes to Paxitani every year to report on Groundhog Day and he hates the assignment, you know, and he is living in a very small story, by the way. The whole, everything's about him. And um, he gets stuck in Paxitani on Groundhog Day. He just keeps waking up every morning and it's Groundhog Day again, over and over and over again. Well, like most guys, he figures out how to make it work for him, 
right? And what he starts doing is he starts trying to figure out, wow, if I've got, if I've got repeated chances at this, you know, so he figures out how to like rob the bank and do these different things and, you know, because he times everything and he's stuck in this day. What he really wants is he wants to get the producer of the news show in the sack. And so he keeps trying to figure out what's her angle, what she want, what she like. He's pursuing the beauty, kind of. He's not fighting for her. He's not going to her to offer some genuine strength, right? He's just going to her to get. It's purely about his desperate need. And he thinks she's the answer to it. That is such... A common, common thing. Looking to Eve for validation. I mean, why do you think they put her on anything they want to sell for men? Boats, cars, beer, houses, right? Life insurance. I mean, you're like, what does she have to do with a 403B? I don't understand that. I mean, you want to get the attention of men, right? Just slap a beauty on it and it works. It's like, whoa, I need that. I don't know what it is, but I need it, right? What is this, this thing that we take to her? I told you in my story that um, 11, 12, 13 were the really rough years where my dad just totally caved into alcoholism because of his own undealt with wounds, because of his own hardship and, and his warfare that he never understood. And uh, when I lost him, I mean, the wound in the soul and the longing for comfort, for love, for life, and for someone to tell me that they think I'm a man. And then here comes first girlfriend, right, Debbie. And wow, I mean, I handed over to her much more than just a kind of a first romance and and fun dates together. I mean, I gave her my heart. I gave her my question. And I gave her something else that's really dangerous. I gave her my woundedness, hoping that this medication would just make me feel better, would heal something inside that I knew was hurting but didn't know how to address and didn't have God, didn't have anyone to shepherd me in that path there. We do that. We give something over to her just like Adam did. And it's deadly. Because if she has the power to validate you, then she has the power to invalidate you, right? I mean, so many of us feel emasculated by the woman, either that we never could win her or that we won her, but now she's disappointed with us, the affair that she had and the power of that message, right? The divorce or or just simply the fact that most of us are frightened of her, really, bottom line, right? Don't want to raise difficult conversations, don't want to rock the boat. If you are frightened of a woman, it means you're taking your question to her. Otherwise, what's the deal, right? You're not frightened of your cat. Maybe you should be, but... (laughs) But, you know, you're not frightened of other people in your world that mean nothing to you. What's the fear there? Why her? Why does her disappointment, why does her criticism just seem to cut you off at the knees? Because you've given your question to her. 
You've given her the power to invalidate you as a man. And in the journey, guys, I'm not blaming. I'm not pointing fingers. I've done this. If you don't get that from God, yeah, right. I mean, she looks like the next best thing. She is the image of the living God. Also, right? She is the incarnation of beauty, right? And mercy and tenderness and allure, love even. And we've got to get this from God or we are just dry tinder. I mean, we are asking to be taken out at some point by something. If we haven't taken these deep issues to our God and said, I do need validation. I do need healing. Father, I need it from you. I need it from a masculine source as well as from the company of men. Right? We do get it from our brothers as well and from men in our lives who speak into our lives. That's the place it can come. You know you're taking your question to Eve if you are afraid of her or if you find some woman or just woman generally irresistible. Okay? Those two things. Fear in her presence, uncertainty, hesitancy. Uh, you know, why not? Why, where's the strength? Where's the courage? Where's just the ability to walk in and play the man? I'm uncertain there, right? This session actually began with a pretty wild story. We were meeting in the afternoon of a Wild Heart Boot Camp, and John really felt compelled from God with this idea that before we can go into talking about the beauty, we have to deal with the restoration of our sexuality. And so that was the first boot camp, now quite a number of years back, where we began this piece of the session on the beauty to really focus on the healing of our masculine sexuality. And so we gave you a taste of the audio today, but as Chris mentioned, it goes so much deeper and included in this resource is some really phenomenal guided prayer by John to help us deal with the restoration of our sexuality. So we really encourage you to come to RansomHeart.com and to pick up Men Talking About Women or dive into the entire Wild at Heart Boot Camp Platinum Collection. You can find that at RansomHeart.com slash Platinum Collection.